I do want to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Micah chapter 5. We can read that together. Whether you've got a Bible on your phone or your iPad or you want to grab the Bible from the pew back in front of you, Micah chapter 5. Our theme this year is centered around the words you see in the baptistry over the drum kit there. The Christmas carol, O Holy Night. And we talked some about the origin of that song last Sunday morning, but for those of you that weren't here, I'll catch you up just real quick. A lost to history parish priest in France asked an amateur poet who is a member of his congregation, who happened to be a vintner, a winemaker, and a businessman, and the mayor of their town to write a poem for their Christmas Eve service. 160 years ago this Christmas. And riding in a coach from that small town to the capital city of Paris, that man, Placide Capot, wrote a poem, Cante Noel, which became, when it was translated into English, O Holy Night. Immediately knowing that he had stumbled upon through his working with words something that was beautiful and needed to be set to music, when he arrived in Paris, he contacted his friend, the musician Charles Adams, and asked him, could you write verses to go with this? And so that song, or that poem, became a song from its very beginnings. You remember that I told you, however... Because Capot became a socialist that the French government and the French church outlawed the singing of the song for over a decade. And because it was found out that the uh, uh, person who wrote the music was Jewish, the church again said, no, we can't sing music that was composed by a Jewish person. But because of the truth of the lyrics of O Holy Night, the song persisted. And so it came across to the United States just a few years later in 1855. But then there's another unique chapter in O Holy Night. And that's what happened on Christmas Eve in 1906. Reginald Fessenden, who is a college professor and formerly the chief chemist for inventor Thomas Edison, had invented a new type of generator and he thought he would try it out. So on Christmas Eve on 1906, Pheasant did something that no one thought ever possible. He recorded himself speaking. And in those days, it came to pass when Caesar Augustus, and he recorded himself saying those familiar words of Luke chapter 2. You can imagine the shock of wireless radio operators or wired radio operators, excuse me, who were used to hearing nothing but dots and dashes all day long on ships and in the military and in newspaper offices all around the world, heard a man's voice speaking. After Fessenden read Luke chapter 2, he picked up his violin and he played, Oh, Holy Night. And men sat in awe. These first few verses of Micah chapter 5 say, Marshal your troops, O city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. 
They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be a ruler over Israel whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach the ends of the earth." This prophecy, which we won't read in whole due to time, speaks of God's provision for His people. His people Israel and then all who followed Him through Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And these first three verses talk about the fact that God has made Jesus to be a ruler over all people. And that as a ruler, we can follow Him. And that as He gives us direction in our lives, and we know who He is, the Son of the Sovereign God, we can and should follow Him. But then the image of verse 4. He will stand and shepherd His flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of His name. And they will live securely. Not only is Jesus a ruler, but he's a shepherd. And the question we have to ask ourselves of Jesus the shepherd, the good shepherd he's referred to in the Gospels, is how have I followed him? And that would be the thought I'd leave you with this morning. When we consider the fact that he was born on what we refer to as O holy night, and you consider the fact that he is God in flesh, We have to ask ourselves, as a ruler, have I followed him? As a shepherd, have I allowed him to guide me? Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and we thank you for worship. That today, among all days, with Christmas in our minds And Christmas in our hearts. And the fact that Jesus was born on a holy night. Nearly two millennia ago. That we can come to celebrate today. So God as we have heard these songs. And we've sung along with joy and expectations. We're reminded again. That on a holy night so long ago. Christ Jesus came to be both a ruler and a shepherd. And that you have called us to follow him and to be guided by him. Father, in the next week, with all the busyness, with all the stress, with everything that we face, would we be reminded to bring ourselves back to the manger and the gentle scene and a baby born to be a king and ruler of all. And it's Him that we follow. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen.